0: learn more at marines.com
1: welcome in to the pff nfl daily today discussing the run game sam that's right we're going to talk a little run pass and you know uh, philosophize a little bit about when and how often we should run the ball this has triggered a little bit by uh, Dr. Eric Eager over at PFF.com doing a little bit more research on the offensive line's impact on the run game and the pass game and his findings. You can find them over at PFF.com. I believe you need an edge uh, subscription to read it, which is 40% off right now using Cyber 40. Uh, But the basic conclusion that a well-blocked run play is really productive. It's actually really high EPA expected points added. However, those plays are rare and it's uh they're actually better than a well-blocked or perfectly blocked passing play so that was a lot of what came out of the pff data what are your initial thoughts on that sam and just the uh the overall run pass ratio around the nfl
0: yeah it's it's interesting there's a lot of data um or let it's, it's a very interesting season for pushing back on the idea of you know pass early often all the time you know all the analytics and all the data has been saying you should pass way more than any other team than any team in the nfl is doing right now you know keep increasing the volume of your passing game because generally speaking it is way more efficient than the run game and we've talked before about how there are always exceptions to this right when you start to rattle off six seven yards of carry on the ground all of a sudden your ground game becomes just as efficient as as passing the ball and there are times where you know, teams that seem to willfully invite the run, all of a sudden invite it a little bit too much, and can't stop it, and that kind of running attack for the the opposition offense is incredibly successful. And you know, you team that with um, with offenses like the Chiefs and the Bills, all of a sudden struggling a little bit with their their passing game as teams sort of force them to be more conservative and play a more boring, less explosive brand of of football and offense. And it does seem to suggest that, you know, there are reasons that the NFL has always, or not just the NFL, but football coaches generally have always uh, promoted the idea of the run game and usually promoted the idea that you need more of it, not less of it. And, you know, Brandon Staley has spoken extremely well about this and about the, the kind of the reasons that the run game is still leaned upon by teams and i think you know we're starting to see some of the reasons for it this season and then you add that to eric's article which sort of says well yeah but it's chasing a sort of perfection that doesn't really exist and unless you get those perfect plays it falls off very quickly and becomes less effective
1: I've, I've seen a lot of arguments both ways. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz jumped in former chiefs uh, in Brown's offensive lineman, very astute. Good. uh, He's a good follow on Twitter, Mitchell Schwartz, uh, not only for his, for the barbecue, but you know, offensive line takes and uh, as he had said, you know, he's a, he's one of the analytically driven or minded offensive linemen. So he took some issue to, I think Eric's more, more Eric's conclusion. And I think Eric's conclusion was more, uh, uh, you know, coaches are still chasing this holy grail, right? Like you were just saying, uh, and it's kind of this false hope. I've I've seen other people jump in and say, well, uh, and we've heard this through the years. You, you do have to give your quarterback a break sometime. And, and again, I don't, and nobody in the analytics world is suggesting you pass 90% of the time and only run on third and one and fourth and one. Uh, but it, the thing about football coaches, though, that I think the, the thing that they have right is making everything look the same, right? Making outside zone action and the play action off of it look the same. And you probably have to have some some elements of a run game. Not so much necessarily success, but people have to at least believe that you're going to run. And what we haven't seen is uh a, a team that truly does pass, you know, 70 or 80% of the time, would the would the play action would would the, would those advantages go away because the other team truly doesn't believe it? Um, and then I always come back to teams need answers. So your bills and chiefs example, if team, if teams are giving you the run, take the run and it can be efficient. If you average five, six, seven yards per carry, it is efficient. Um, and I thought Brandon, I'm trying to answer all your questions at once. Brandon Staley's answer too was forcing the defense to shed blocks in this skill set that they need to have on the other side. I like that answer. Actually, His answer uh, was Mitchell, great. Mitchell talked about uh, physicality and, and all that. So there, there's kind of a lot to unpack here in 10 minutes. Yeah.
0: We, we, haven't, um, we haven't seen NFL teams go very extreme at all on, on either side of this, um, but we have kind of seen it more at the college level. Like, you know, Mike Leach has run these offenses where they basically only run the ball if you're going to give them a light enough box to make it too good to turn down, that kind of thing. So we have seen levels of football where coaches and, and teams are willing to push it into extremes and you do start to get an idea of how it would work if a team does that now obviously there are differences and the lower down the level you go um you know there are dramatic differences in terms of how these things stitch together and how the the dynamics work and there are things that work at the college level that simply don't work at the nfl level um and you know cliff kingsbury's offense is a great example of that right he came in and was running 10 personnel at at 66 percent of the time And that lasted like a month before he realized there's just no way you can do that in the NFL. The NFL is capable of defending that kind of offense in a way that colleges simply weren't. So we had to change it up and he systematically reduced the amount of 10 personnel, just four wide receivers on the field uh, over that first season and sort of weaned it down. So I'm not saying just because Mike Leach has run those kinds of offenses in college and we've seen that it, it does function, it would work at the NFL level, but it sort of shows that there are, there are, teams out there that have been willing to push these kind of boundaries at the college level, whereas nobody's really strayed too far outside of the normal parameters in the NFL, which is what always makes this argument so fascinating. It's largely abstract and theoretical, right? Because nobody's actually pushing towards that too severely to the point where you could actually
1: see how it would work. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, whether it's with the run or with the pass. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PFF. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers. Only minimum $5 deposit. $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. For details gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER what i thought interesting was in uh when mitchell schwartz again you could find all this on twitter uh he his rebuttal or his discussion point was that it does feel good in the run game like it feels good when you get six yards seven yards eight yards and we've actually made this point the opposite way and we've said actually six seven eight yard gain is the same in the past game as it is the run game even though it, we agree it probably feels good right you had all these great blocks and you picked up eight that's a great run but is that overrated is the feeling overrated and I think uh again as, as a former professional athlete Sam you know of course I uh, believe it or not uh yeah mm-hmm. I, the mental part matters right confidence matters and all that stuff but now we're in this quantitative world Does it matter as in it actually helps your performance or does it just feel good? And I think it's actually a fair rebuttal to say to Mitchell, well, eight yards is eight yards, whether it feels good or not. Right. Like
0: that, I think Mitchell Schwartz made a lot of good points and I agree with a lot of what he said. And I think that there are, there's a lot of sort of reasons that point to some sense in, in running the ball and Brandon Staley has articulated it well. And the idea that you need to give quarterbacks a break and the idea that you need to force a defense to possess a certain skill set so that you don't just have a team full of pass rushing freakish uh, athletes and all those kinds of things i think those are really valid where mitch lost me a little bit was again it's the kind of conclusion where right at the end he sort of said and because this is being done this way and everybody says the same thing you kind of you kind of have to trust them like well i i don't know that you do if if you can't measure it and we're just sort of saying all these guys say it so it must be true i'm not sure that logic holds up like the whole point in all of this is we're able to measure things that we never used to be able to measure and while you used to have to take these kinds of things on faith and just the word of the dude telling you this is how it is now you can start to question those things and you can start to actually probe into the wisdom of doing this kind of stuff and ultimately it's kind of like momentum right if you everybody feels it, anybody that's ever played a sport in their in their life feels momentum right whether it goes with you or against you, but if you literally can't prove it exists if if you know something going your way has a literally zero bearing on whether it's going to go your way in two minutes' time, then it's just a it's just a figment of your imaginations it's not a real thing, so the fact that you believe it or the, it's like it's not this isn't manifest destiny you're not right. if of, you can
1: if you can lose it immediately, right, then it doesn't then, matter. Then right? what
0: good is it to you, right? The fact that you've invented it in your head and you feel great, you know, euphoric for 30 seconds, it doesn't actually help you in winning the game or not. So it's irrelevant. And I think that's potentially what you're dealing with here with the run game. It might feel great, but if you literally can't measure
1: its impact, then why is that? Who cares? The thing I always come back to is I do believe all of that exists. And, but I just believe it exists more like the impact of the run game and imposing your will and all that stuff. I think it, I think just, uh, it's more at the high school level. It's more at levels of football where the, where one team is so much better than the other that they truly can't be stopped. And I think that happens in the NFL a couple times a year, right. uh, so the, the Titans a couple times a year, Derek Henry's just unstoppable and probably, you know, is more of the catalyst in maybe two, three, four games a year. But if you chase that 16 times, you might have some issues there. So I think that's that's part of the problem is the uh, the skill level at the NFL is just so much tighter uh, among all the teams, even the best and worst teams compared to other you know, college football or high school or whatever it might be. Yeah,
0: so. there, there's probably a combination of growing up with that actually being true, you know, in, high, in whatever lowest level you played at, high school, college, it, and it kind of gets incrementally less true the older you get and the more advanced the level is. And then the other thing is, it might even still be a thing at the NFL level, but if it is, it feels like it's sort of seventh in the list of things that actually make a difference, you know what I mean? And if, if the, any one of the six things ahead of it in terms of priority and actual impact go against you, then it, it completely counteracts whatever that does actually do. And again, it's like if it's that small of difference that you can't measure it or the, that seven different things, six different things in front of it,
1: make a bigger difference isn't really something you should be pursuing no so no major conclusions today there's so many different other angles to this i think the quarterback's a big factor too if you have a great quarterback you probably want to rely on him more a less average uh, a lesser quarterback maybe you rely on him less but you don't want to put him in bad situations a lot of different ways to unpack this we'll continue this discussion forever here but for today it's a great run pass discussion here on the pff nfl Daily.